Hello, everyone. Welcome to Gateway Episodes. Uh, this is a podcast, if you haven't heard it before, where we take a look at iconic or interesting TV shows, and we'll watch an episode of those shows to decide if it is a Gateway episode that wants that we want to kind of get into the show. Uh, I am Derek McDuff, uh, your host, and I am joined today by my good friend David Holloway. Hmm. Clack, click, clack, click. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's me, oh. David. Oh, there he is. He came, like, coming through the door, that squeaky door. I need to put some oil on that door. Yeah, I just uh, came through the gateway. And... Ah, oh, okay. Yes, the, I gotta... See, I see what you did there. That's good. That's yeah. clever. <laughs> That's gonna be the new intro. Just that yeah. sound. Forget the theme song. That's what we need. Trying to build up my brand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get yourself out there however you can. Um, but yeah, so to, uh, uh, for this month, uh, the show that we um, are talking about for Gateway Episodes is The Americans, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time, and I recommended it to David. Um, the episode we watched is the first episode of the second season, Comrades. Um, it is an episode that after kind of the events of kind of season one, which have gone pr- like they were, things went pretty bad and everything's kind of died down and Things are going relatively well for, you know, the American Philip and, uh, um, um, oh my gosh, why am I spacing on her name? Uh, not Paige, um, God. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> help me out here. Help me out here. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I've seen one wife. episode of the show. Oh, man. <laughs> Carrie oh, Russell? My. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth. Why? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Can't remember the main character's name. Yeah, Philip and Elizabeth. Things are going well for them. Um, which is rare. They kind of meet up with their. Um, there's some a lot of things going on, but they the kind of the crux of the episode is they meet up with um, a couple of their other spy friends um, who are also the undercover um, Americans because the, uh, the premise of the show is they're undercover agents for the Soviet Union in the 1980s, kind of living these double lives. Um, and they meet up with a similar couple. Uh, things go wrong at the end of the episode. Their neighbor slash best friend Stan is in the FBI kind of chasing them down. They have kids. Paige is starting to get a little bit suspicious of them. Um, but this episode kind of like really, I feel like, hits on a lot of those core elements of the Americans. So let me ask you, David, what did you think of this? Uh, complicated. Honestly, if I didn't have the recap at the beginning of the episode, I probably would have been a lot more lost. Um, mostly because often I didn't know that I was going to see the characters in so many disguises right away. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> I'm like, okay, like at, at one point, you know, they go to the uh, he's he's a uh, 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 Matthew Reese's character, Philip, mm-hmm. is meeting with the Afghani freedom fighters or something the mujahideen or something yeah 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 and um but he's posing as this like texan who's gonna fund there and at first when it cuts in i'm like oh okay who are these this is another element you know uh who's this this uh this guy we're gonna deal with and then it took me a second like oh that's that's matthew reese mm-hmm. okay well all right let's see where we go from here and then it, it, there was a lot there were a lot of beats in this first first episode and um i i you know if there's a few touchstones that are just like common in like spy uh cinema you know some tropes that kind of anchored 
Um, I enjoyed it for sure, but there are just some things where I didn't know where it didn't feel tense. It just felt kind of confusing. And it, it's probably just because I wasn't anchored in through the first. Yeah. I, I, first I, this season. is a show that I felt like I had a hard time kind of picking a gateway episode because there's always so much going on. And I almost picked the pilot and I was kind of going back and forth if I was going to do the pilot of this episode. And I, I ultimately chose this episode because I feel like um, it is kind of more of the um, like all the things that are make the Americans the Americans are present in it. So it is kind of a better represent representation for the show. And I did also think that while there is a lot going on in pretty much every episode because it is you know a longer serialized story, um, I chose. I wanted to choose at least the beginning of a season because at least right. while we are picking up some threads and stuff like that from, you know, what's going on in these characters' lives and relationships, it is kind of the beginning of a new chapter in the story. It does set up the kind of mystery that is kind of runs throughout the season of who ended up killing the other two um, or I guess three um, people, the the two agents and their daughter. Um, and then you see the sun escaped, and that's kind of like a very big mystery. That's kind of the overarching story of this season is there's somebody out there. Um, it also, I feel like, does a really good job of setting up kind of um, something that runs throughout the whole rest of the series, which is Paige being very suspicious of her parents. Um, yeah, that that was one of those beats where I didn't know where I was supposed to be with it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because at one point she's like, oh, I'm going to go through mom's suitcase because she's been gone. And I knew only because of the recap that she had been shot <laughs> and had been in hiding. Um, I mean, it does open with her leaving a cabin and, you know, saying, saying, oh, if you ever and a woman telling her, oh, if you ever need me, you know how to reach out and find me. It, without the recap, uh, that wouldn't have made any sense to me. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you watched the recap then, because I was when I did watch it, I was like, okay, hopefully there's enough context in this recap that he's not totally lost at sea. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully it was not too too confusing. It is very like it is kind of confusing, and a lot of the characters are very morally ambiguous or like. Uh, or maybe kind of just like you, you, you want to root for them, even though they are doing terrible things, and not just you know Philip and Elizabeth, but also the FBI at certain points. Um, who are yeah, very, like real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know they're in direct opposition to each other, but you're kind of still rooting for both of them. Um, there is a lot of good, really good. I feel like stuff with their neighbor Stan. Did you get it? So out of so from watching this, did you get a good feel for? the kind of complicated relationship that they have with Stan? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously living next door to somebody in the FBI who's uh, part of the, the spy hunters and uh, you intermingle, intermingling your, your cover life, which it, it also seems like the real life you're living on top of the actual reason you're in America, you know, to sow discord and and uh, spy and assassinate and all that. Like as as much as I'm saying it's confusing and everything, everything was incredibly well done, and I was very drawn in. Um, it's just some of it 
because there's there's like I said, there's so many beats that it was jumping from thing to thing, and sometimes I didn't know I didn't have touchstones right. So like uh, when John Carroll Lynch is on the show, you know the guy who played like Zodiac in the Zodiac movie, and mm-hmm. uh, a great actor shows up in lots of stuff. Yeah, really he, great character actor. That's there's a lot of great character actors on the he, show. He he's at this fair or carnival or whatever that the uh, the Jennings family's at. And then he's just there for like a split. They cut to him and show that he hands something off to the other family. And then that family hands it off to the Jennings. And that was it. So I don't know like who this guy is, if he'd shown up before or not. But it's one of those things where you recognize an actor. Like, okay, he's going to have more to do than just hand off something to, <laughs> yeah. to somebody. And then, um, so there's a lot going on. It, it definitely makes me think like, okay, I th- and this is something I, I will get into this is something i i would watch it's just okay so uh, then it works it works yeah <laughs> no it definitely worked because okay. you, you know as much as there's a lot going on it also f- you can tell when something is a mess and that's why it's confusing but you can also tell when something is just complicated and and you know i can tell that it was complicated there's a lot of yeah. layers here um so but I feel like if I had gone back, I, if I'd watched from episode one, I would know exactly what was going on. Yeah, it, it is. And, yeah. No, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off what you're saying. No, and I, you know, and just if I had been watching from season one, episode one, I would have just been on the journey as opposed to like being dropped into the middle and being like, okay, who is everybody? How does everybody feel about each other? What lies does everybody tell each other? I, I mean, one of the things that was, that was complicated was, it seemed like Carrie Russell, Matthew Reese's character, actually wanted to reconcile whatever relationship they had. But at the same time, it also seemed like they didn't trust each other still. And and I didn't know if I was just confused or misreading things. No, I think, yeah, you got that right. Um, because th- this season is kind of, um, they are in a real relationship for the first time. And that's kind of part of the reason why I... St- picked this episode is because season one is kind of they're not they're in the fake marriage and they're like you know trying to decide if it's something they want to do for real um and uh it it kind of like over the course of the season they like there's a lot of drama and they end the season this is not really a spoiler because you see them together like is in an actual relationship in this episode Mm -hmm. um so but uh, and, and then they do so i wanted to kind of pick it like pick up where they actually were like because that's the all over the majority of the show is about them being in a relationship and i think while the show is a spy show and it is how all that cool like 80s spy gadgets and all that stuff what the crux of the show is it's really a show about relationships um like but like between them and it's kind of like there's you know it's like okay like there are like they are pretending to be people but they have to be each other around like them that um, each other themselves while they have it put on these masks for everybody else it's kind of very you know like much how like yeah people do that in real life you're only really the only sometimes the only person who sees like the really really true you is the people you're closest to and it also like it's it's not just a show about their relationship but also their relationship with their family and i think this is just you know a really good episode for that like the kind of like whole family dynamic because it starts with you know her seeing that deer that she almost runs into and she kind of has that like realization like oh like like it's kind of like clicks for her like i by doing what i'm doing i am putting my family in danger 
Right. Even though things seem to be going well. And that, and then they have that moment where they're at the carnival and they're like, we don't use our kids and they're, you know, very nervous. And then, you know, of course this, the show ends with, you know, their, their daughter being killed, the other, the other daughter being killed for the other, you know, their kind of parallels, their comrades. And so right. it's like, yeah, this could happen to us at any time. Yeah. And kind of her realization that she has that this double life, these things that she cares about her country and her family kind of like are in, at complete odds with, with, um, you know, the goal she wants to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, you know, and what also works for me is like, this is, I guess my favorite sub genre of the spy stories. So mm-hmm. like, you know, you juxtapose something like this with, um, on one hand, James Bond, which is, you know, all flash and panache and betrayals are always like, like they're not good twists. You know, they're not, it's just like, ha ha, I was actually a bad guy the whole time. And I love those stories because I love style and I love the big action set pieces and stuff like that. And then like a show, uh, you know, which I think would be kind of considered in the same vein, um, uh, Homeland. Mm Mm-hmm which just kind of spun off the rails and got like kind of like soap opera-y, you know, like it, yeah. it started to feel like a weird soap opera, the way the characters started to intertwine where if it feels here, it's much, it feels like a more realistic version of what deep cover spies would be expected to go through. Mm-hmm. And like, it actually represents actual emotional turmoil that, like you said, comes from the actual relationships. And, um, you know, one of my favorite movies is Munich. You know, I know it's based on a real story, but it really depicts what happens to people who live in a life of lies and deceit and murder and the weight uh, that that pulls on people. And I, I guess I could get that tone here, like as much as like, oh, there's disguises and things like that. It's not super crazy disguises yeah it's not like mission impossible 2 where everyone has wearing a mask of tom cruise or whoever yeah he's like has like a nose piece Mm -hmm. and a wig and he wears glasses like things Mm -hmm. to just disrupt his face right and like i'm a bit like i love reading about like government spy programs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so this was really interesting because it touched on you know a lot of things i i know actually existed and um, I, I thought it was really well done. So as much as I keep was harping on like at times feeling confused, it also felt like this is something I, I, I'm going to, you know, hit the rewind on and start episode one, season one. Nice. Nice. Um, well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Cause yeah, that is kind of the goal of this show is to, you know, to get people into kind of these shows. And, and I think, so this episode did serve its purpose then as a gateway episode, because I think it showed off all of these elements that you're talking about. And like you said, like, you know, like you said, it's, it does kind of have that, that I would call it like groundedness of just kind of like this. It feels very visceral and real and the characters all feel really real. And there's nothing wrong with like James Bond and laser watches, but like when they're doing like actual 1980s, like analog spy shit with their real disguises and everything, it's really cool. And, you know, like um, you obviously know my roommate Martin and uh, how he, was actually um, worked in intelligence in the Navy. He was never in the field or anything, but like I've been watching a lot of this with him and he's like, yeah, this is all pretty spot on. Like, you know, he, he'll like say something like, okay, yeah, that's, that's, this is totally true. This is, this is, that's real. That's, this is this. 
So like it, the, it was actually the show was created by someone who actually worked in the CIA for a little bit. So oh, okay. it, that's kind of why it's so like spot on and realistic. And well, yeah, I, I, I think the thing that really like for me was like, okay, this is like you said, grounded and and. So when he was meeting with the Afghanis and so he, you know, spoiler alert, uh, you know, he caps them. He, mm -hmm. he puts a bullet into them. There's a little bit of a fight scene and then he goes to leave and he's going out the back entrance and there's like a dishwasher back there. And they have that moment, right, where he like approaches and like stares him down and the, and the kid is full of fear and he just says, it's okay. And he starts to turn away. And I, and I literally said out loud while I was watching that, like, you gotta kill him. Yeah. Because I was so, like, already so invested. And I was like, I didn't want it to be that. It, it wasn't so much I was saying that because um, I'm rooting for, for this, this killer to kill more people. Yeah, but. It was because I didn't want to have my, I, my suspension of disbelief ruined my immersion. Right, exactly. Like, if yeah. he had been like, oh, I'm actually a good guy mm. who is willing to take these risks to try to do the right thing. And then, yeah, he, I was, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's just going to walk. You got to kill him. And he's mm. walking away, and all of a sudden, bam, he shoots the guy. And yeah, yeah he has that moment of look like, uh, like, ah, oh, shit, another body um, on my hands. But, and he just walks out, and I was like, okay, that's, that's real. <laughs> yeah. And like that, that's like, it's so, it's such a good representation. I feel like of Philip's character because Philip is definitely the more like emotional one and the more one who gets like affected by things like that. Like, I think if that was Elizabeth, you know, that would scene wouldn't have worked as well because like, she would have like not liked to have killed an innocent kid, obviously, but it wouldn't have like wrecked her. Like it did Philip. Cause Philip, like you, like you, he, you do kind of like, you're like, Oh, like, you know, in maybe another movie or something, like another show, like he would let him go because he's supposed to be kind of the good guy, but he, he can't do that. There's like, he just can't, you know? And, and this show like has him make that hard, horrible decision. And it doesn't like, like over like play it or anything, but like he gets home and she's like, how'd it go? And he's like, it went bad. Like you can tell that he's just like, yeah, I fucking had to kill a kid. It's, it's. Okay. Really see, I, I got, it was more like, the operation went bad. It wasn't so much that like oh, I had to kill somebody again because it seemed more like he was upset because it didn't go cleanly. Whatever his his little operation was, I think probably both are true. And I think maybe okay. just because, I mean you have like, a you probably have a yeah. better finger on the pulse of the characters. Obviously, I've only watched one episode. Yeah, yeah. Me just knowing like <laughs> Philip and like how he reacts to stuff and how he is definitely the more emotional. And like I've read interviews and stuff like that with the creators where they talk about how like they did kind of like they play with kind of like gender dynamics and how she's kind of would kind of like typically be the kind of like more masculine, like, like headstrong, just like, I don't, you know, whatever, I'm just going to go ahead. And he's very like sensitive and stuff like that. And uh, like he, he goes to like these kind of like group therapies and stuff later in the show, like small spoiler. Um, and he's very much more in t touch with his emotions where she's just kind of like, yeah, this is the job we have to do it. And he's just like, yeah, but like, you can really see it like just wearing him down like over the years just um but yeah, I, I really love the journeys that these characters go on um mm -hmm. and this is definitely kind of a highlight uh for me um and for them yeah it was, it was a very 
like when they when they go up to the hotel room to meet the other family and they walk in and they're just slaughtered. Like I was generally my thing was I was just like, who the hell did that? But not yeah. in like a oh, oh of course more dead bodies. It was more of like a, I was generally in like ooh was it the FBI because they had said there was a tale. Who 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 cleaned house on this like family cell of spies? Like who did that? <laughs> you know, I was generally like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, and it, and- it felt tense when Carrie Russell has to like run out and find their their kids again. Yeah, it make, is, make yeah. sure they are safe. It is a really like one of the my favorite plot lines of all of the Americans is like it's it's one of the ones that definitely sticks out for me. Um, it's just like yeah, what happened with this like who did this like it's a really like interesting mystery and you like it could be you know like you said it could be the fbi or it could be anything like this or this or this and and runs through the course of the whole second season um and yeah really really interesting stuff um some other kind of random hanging threads i just want to address that are in this episode that i think are um really good is this episode does um like I, i i said that it does kind of do a really good job of kind of introducing the page being curious about her parents thing, which is kind of a big theme running forward in the show. Um, this is the first episode where you, and one of the things about the show is you do get to kind of see the, um, aside from, you know, the FBI and the Jennings, you also get to see the people, the resident the people who are kind of like behind the scenes of Philip and Elizabeth who never actually meet them. And um, like Nina, um, Sergeyevna, who is the kind of like, she's like kind of double agent um she does uh show up in this episode she's kind of like having that affair with stan all right yeah yeah i kind of got from the flashback that like she was giving him info and then she admitted it and then like they turned her into a double agent mm-hmm. or is that a triple agent at this point i'm not really yeah, sure yeah yeah i think yeah she kind of becomes like a triple agent at this point in the show uh, but then it also, this is the first episode that introduces um, uh, Arde, Arke uh, Ivanovich, um, who is that kind of, he's that smug guy who's kind of talking to her, he's got his feet up, and he's kind of like the son of uh, a, like a kind of a, like the minister, minister of like transportation or something like that back in Russia. And this is mm-hmm. actually his first episode that he's in, and he um, he's a pretty bit player in this episode, but it is, he becomes a kind of major character going down the road. Uh, for this show, and um, mm-hmm. so it's it's cool that this episode introduces him. Something else that this episode does a good job of that is kind of a recurring thing in Americans is there's some sexy stuff in this. You know, there's the. All right, <laughs> so you know, getting back to my brand uh, of yeah of internet creep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was genuinely like I had no idea how far you know it's an FX show. Like, I get that. It's a little bit more risque, but I didn't know, like, how far they go. And then they do, a like, a hard cut to, like, a threesome in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And there's this these two women and a guy, and there's, like, boobs on the screen. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is FX? And then, <laughs> it turns, and then it turns out that that, you know, it turns out that it's, like, a setup. Mm-hmm. And that was Carrie Russell's character. I don't know if that was a body double or, or what, but... It's just weird that I went from watching her in Star Wars where I didn't even get to see her and then I just to saw see her, her eyes. I just saw her completely naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, I was just like, okay, so this is a show like and that's what I mean. Like it really is like the down and dirty, like honeypot mm-hmm. 
it's something you always read about in um, yeah. in spy stuff that's that's done a lot. And like, yeah, here they are. Mm-hmm. They just set up this this. Can you, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah. Fuck uh, it. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, it kind of takes got, the wind out of my e. sails as soon as I ask, Sorry. right? <laughs> we got the we got the the red E next to us in iTunes. So say whatever you want. Okay, uh, it's just one of those things. Like as soon as you ask, you're like, "Well, now I feel like an idiot for <laughs> for not cursing, just cursing, right?" Uh, but yeah, they they you know honey put honey pot this like this fucking dork, <laughs> <laughs> and then like to rub it in his face, you know Matthew Reese's character comes in with a, another uh, spy posing as uh, Air Force intelligence or something like that. Hmm. And just telling him, hey, you're, you're, and they basically tell him, hey, you're a fucking dork. Do you think two hot women are going to just randomly want to have sex, <laughs> sex with you? Just to like put that in his head that like, yeah, man, you're, you just got honey potted. But it's like that. It's what you do in a show like this so well is you layer that stuff. Cause yeah, he did get honey potted, mm-hmm. but then it's like a con on top of a con. And which is just. And, and those little details of of like Matt as they're as the uh, as Carrie Russell's character and the other woman are are leaving, walking down the hallway. You know, um, Matthew Reese is standing in the doorway as if he's talking to more agents who are arresting them. Right? He's like, yeah. yeah, take take them in a holding. We'll 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 talk with them after this. And they come in, and it's like, you know, it's it's all about warping reality and then how that warps people. And I, you know, it, it's a very well done show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly probably my second favorite show ever. Um, people who listen to the podcast will know what my first favorite show is. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really does all the, like I, I love shows that like can are like can do two things where it's like a re- you see really solid characters, but it's also got this really other cool, interesting premise. And America, the Americans definitely does that where like you said, it's it's mixing all these things. Like this scene that we just talked about accomplishes so much. It, you know, it it's like oh cool, uh, like you know, it is like a kind of a risque, interesting scene. Um, it also like shows off their kind of like spy stuff and like you know the way they're able to just like you said manipulate this guy. Um, it shows off kind of like their relationship they have with. It introduces this other couple that becomes very important in this episode and then sets up the mystery for the whole season. So that's like it's not doing one thing; it's doing like ten things. Yeah, and and yeah, again, speaking of more pervy things, I think you were alluding to it. There's 69ing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, which is <laughs> like I cannot, you know, I know it's cliche, but like nobody ever. And maybe when you're an adult, you're like, okay, yeah, I it, my parents have sex, I accept it, whatever. Yeah, I walked in on them as a kid once, but it's like, can you imagine walking in on oh, your parents 69ing? Yeah, like not only did she walk in on her parents having sex, she walked in her parents, yeah, sixteen like this, and it's just like it's yeah, we're not gonna do it like the Americans, like we're not gonna do it like every other show. Oh, they walked in, this is embarrassing. She walked into like, like this would like this, yeah. It was just like yeah, like even if you're expecting her to walk in on a sex scene, (laughs) if you call that, you're not gonna call like her walking in on the sixty nine, you know. And and I will say to their credit, they played it off well by then like having the next morning at breakfast. Like the cut, she's she's in there watching her mom like take a bite of something, which you know <laughs> she's like lingering watching her mom like put something in her mouth, and she just has this look of like just like she has been traumatized, and <laughs> and you know what, I, if you're a parent who's like murdered multiple people, I guess the only traumatizing you want to do to your kids is like having them walk in on you sixty nine ing. <laughs> it, it's probably a, a win win. 
<laughs> yeah, could have could have been worse. Although Paige is snooping about her actual murdering too, so that's the thing. They've kind of that's another thing we're talking about. Like it all connects. It's not just her. Like it's not just be like, okay, here's like a sixty nine scene or whatever, and like Paige is she's kind of showing that Paige is like getting curious and wanting to like know more information about her parents. It ties all into that. Yeah, well, I I just met. You know how like in in spy movies, it's always like they grab each other and go behind a pillar and kiss. Mm-hmm. I think from now on, I hope the rest of this show, anytime something like that happens, they just quickly 69. <laughs> like, oh no, the security guard's coming quick. And they just like, <laughs> just flip each other over and go, go full 69. Like, <laughs> and the like, security guard's like, oh, Christ, oh, what are you doing? 69, nothing to see here. Hey, you, you kids. This is a highly secure area. You can't be 69ing here. Get out of here. <laughs> ah, you wildly kids. Come on. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that, yeah, this, this episode was kind of able to capture attention. This is, like I said, a, a show that it was really tough for me to kind of pick a episode that didn't feel too overwhelming um, because there is so much plot and so, like, so much stuff with all the characters going on at, like, all times. And, you know, allusions to, like, somebody who, like, hasn't shown up since, like, like for four seasons. So, yeah, I think. I, I, do, I will say this. Shows like mm-hmm. this, though, I wish they didn't have the second kid. This, there's always a kid who's just a little too young. Like, the son, mm-hmm. their son, he's just a little too young to really be, be in any of these more adult storylines. Unless he's just gonna be like a victim or a hostage, at that point it's just like, eh, they're just they're just tools, they're just plot tools. Get rid of the kid. Get, just they they should just send him back to Russia. Henry right. kind of does become like a like in like later seasons, kind of like, what do we do with Henry during this scene? Like, what do we okay. do with Henry during this part? Show yeah, drama dramas like out. this always run into that problem when they have yeah. a younger second kid because mm-hmm. like because whatever they're gonna grow up and go through. The older kid's already doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't want to revisit that plot line. But anyway, that's yeah. that's more of a, just a critique yeah. of that in general. It, yeah. it, a lot of great shows have done it. But yeah. I do think they do utilize, have some good stuff with Henry that I think that if he wasn't on the show, in, I, I don't want to get into specifics because I don't want to spoil it, but if he wasn't on the show, there are certain things that wouldn't have clicked. But, you know, it is kind of like become a juggling act of how to like handle that, like you said. Yeah. And also, what are they going to do when he gets suspicious they're gonna have him walk in on his parents doing like a gimp thing or (laughs) they're gonna be eating ass or something like you know like what's gonna be the new 69 ink (laughs) yeah i mean it's fx can only take it so far they can show some stuff but i mean they might have to go full fxxx you Ah, know yeah just full-on penetration like oh my god i saw my parents doing full-on penetration (laughs) I I I can't I can't be involved. In this. <laughs> uh, one more thing, I, we did briefly touch on it. I I wanted to know what you thought of kind of like the Stan Demon of it all because I think he's a really kind of crucial, interesting character that kind of like without him, without getting the opposite sideline, the opposite side of this kind of FBI storyline, and kind of the whole like he's their friend, but you don't know like he's also trying to get them, but he doesn't know that, and they know that. This kind of really interesting dynamic, and when I first saw the show, the character he kind of initially reminded me of, um, not in terms of, he's not like this character at all, but like in terms of 
him being a similar kind of foil is um, Hank from Breaking Bad. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So how he's like Hank is kind of like in the DA and he's Walter's brother-in-law and he's there to kind of like catch him. Um, I think that Stan is kind of a much more like nothing like I love Breaking Bad, but I think that Stan is kind of a much more interesting um, dynamic character who kind of has storylines that I'm a lot more engaged with and interested in. He is really flawed, like in an interesting way where he, you know, has this affair and stuff like that. So I don't, right. and I do think that this episode did show some stuff with him. Did you have any thoughts on that before we wrap up? Well, one, I was excited because Noah Emmerich is like a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. And like he, you know, maybe he's not like the first name on the marquee, but he is always good in everything I've seen him in. Um, yeah. True and, show. Yeah. And uh, in terms of like his role like that, one, I think for his storytelling, it's easier that he's not in the family. Yeah. Right. Because now it makes a little bit more sense when there's like you can put up those shields of like, oh, this is my family life. You know, sorry, good friend Stan Beeman. I don't have to explain this to you. You're just a family friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice that they, they go into like, uh, you know, they utilize his personal life. So it's not like a separate B plot. It's a plot mm-hmm. that actually ties back in because he's the one who's having an affair with the Russian triple agent right yeah exactly okay so yeah so like it fits in all very nicely like and it makes sense because there's no way if you're like a deep cover spy that you're not going to take advantage of the uh uh philandering (laughs) fbi agent who lives next door to you yeah you know and you know they're manipulating him on so many levels like it, it will be fascinating i think to see where where that goes um I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I think it's because I just wanted to apologize for always derailing your podcast into pervy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I was the one who brought it up this time. I was yeah, like, well, well there, there's some 69 and there's some menage a trois going on, you know, well, so. Well, trust me. And listeners, there's no one who leans more into 69ing than I do. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for, <laughs> for doing that. Well, we're, I think that I heard this on another po- podcast. They, they ca- called them respectful horn dogs. So I think that we can apply that to ourselves. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't feel comfortable taking that, that title yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'll try. Again, it's my internet brand of just being creepy whenever <laughs> I'm going to talk to the general public. Um, but no, I very well done show very interesting like everything was just you know grounded and realistic enough that like there's no like oh let's call in like the spec ops team to take out the guy no it's like they have to they are really it really feels like they are on their own trying Mm -hmm. to navigate this and you know that other family the one who's murdered at the end there's that layer of like they understand each other because they're in the same boat. Yeah. You know, as you already pointed out, it's like, oh, this could happen to us. This is this is the world we've got ourselves stuck in. Uh and, and you know, I think it's a an interesting thing to always explore in TV, uh, in stories and fiction. Um, because it happens in real life and 
the idea of like what you will do for patriotism or nationalism or um, you know some ideological bent that you see as a crusade that eats up your whole life compared yeah. to what we actually want as human beings. You know, we want to have somebody we trust and love and to build a life with. And when other people control that, uh, you know, it, it, it's so easy to see that crumbling. And, uh, you know, I think more shows, if they approach it like the Americans, <laughs> a lot of people would have a, a healthier uh, perspective on their governments and the things our governments do. <laughs> sorry, yeah. to get, sorry to bring it back to real life. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I think this show, like, definitely, this is a good time to get into the show, for sure. Like, um, so I'm really glad that, you know, like, you, you did enjoy it so much because I felt like this would be a good show for you. I, I love it, and I, I knew it would be right up your alley, too. And so I'm very glad that you're going to be stepping through the gateway. Oh, somebody here? I heard the front front gate open. Uh, but yeah, man, they, that, I think you you really hit it right on the head. So um, I don't know. Was there you have any final thoughts or anything on on the Americans? Uh, I mean, nothing that's going to make people think that I'm not as gross as I am. So <laughs> so I should probably just uh, let you wrap it up. <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to say one more thing that you actually kind of reminded me of when you, um, when you, you, I think you did put it really um, nicely. We're talking about like how, um, you know, the show does kind of hit on like their relationships and you know um, how like governments choose things for you and stuff, and um, how they. I think it's really interesting that the way life kind of imitates art on the show, um, because this is it is a show about two people who kind of get put together um in this situation and then they they're in a fake relationship and they end up falling in love for real and interestingly enough um you're talking Harry, about joe biden and kamala harris exactly yeah <laughs> but uh you know you have philip and elizabeth who you know they're playing you know they're playing at being in this relationship then of course you know you have matthew reese and carrie russell who are you know of course in you know real life pretending to be in this relationship Wait, and in then, real life, they're pretending to be in a relationship. Well, they're you know they're they're playing these characters in. Oh right, uh, right, okay. <laughs> and on the show, and but then they actually get together for real, and they are actually married now, still to this day. Um, and I think that's really cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, that's so, that's actually very cool. Yeah, they're character. They're you know people playing characters in a relationship that are playing characters in a relationship in that relationship, and it's just like it's like a Russian nesting doll, you know. Yeah. Now, um. Do you think that that's just like a con they're trying to pull? Like, <laughs> like what's their deal? Just I mean, something yeah. for us to think about. Yeah, like, just, who, yeah, just, who well, can you actually of... trust? <laughs> it's all it's all part of the scheme. Yeah, like maybe Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese are actual real Russian spies, and this is just like the biggest long con of all time. Yeah, I, I hope so. That'd be great. I'd love to have that come to light. <laughs> they, they've in infiltrated Hollywood, <laughs> right? Well, David, thank you so much for, for being on the show and having, having a good time and laughing with me and, and talking about let it give me a chance to talk about this absolutely amazing show. Oh, yeah. No, my pleasure. As always, happy to come back. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm breaking some digital fourth wall, but like we're recording this at midnight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so. <laughs> yeah. It's, is it? It's a, oh, it's officially Halloween. Like, it's you know. officially Halloween. So yeah. happy Halloween. 
happy Halloween from the past when you guys are listening to this in the future. Yeah, I'm I'm going as a podcaster. <laughs> I'm going as a pervert. Oh, weird. That's what I am in real life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We did the old switcheroo. That's what I was going for. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> Uh, Beautiful. Right, but yeah, thank, thank you guys for listening, everybody out there. Um, if you if you liked what you've heard here, you know, go ahead and uh, subscribe. Uh, I've got this this episode. Uh, the show comes out every fifteenth uh, of the month. Um, David's been on an episode before. He'll be on episodes in the future. Uh, previously, he introduced me to the show Farscape, which I thought was really interesting and rad. Um, you know, but there's we talked about all kinds of shows. So you know, if you could. It makes so much of a difference if you could like recommend us to a friend or rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, and if you really liked this, I actually do a couple other podcasts. I do one called Underrated, where me and some people talk about underrated movies. Um, and then my friend Ariel um, does a one called You've Never Seen, where we kind of fill in our missing gaps from movies. Um, so if you'd like this, definitely go and check those out. It would mean so much. But thank you once again, David. Hey, you're very welcome. I'm I'm gonna uh, head out now. See ya. Bye. See ya, David. There you go. See ya in another life. I'm late to my 69ing. I don't know if that was audible. Anyways, oh, I'm not here. Ah. Uh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right. That's the show. <laughs> That's it.